Welcome to the PR Moment podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. I'm Ben Smith and welcome to the PR Moment podcast. On the show this week is James Beveridge, founder of Made by Giants. James is one of PR's most experienced creative directors. He moved from the creative agency founder into PR to work for Fishburne in 2014. And he started Made by Giants back in 2019, and it's now a 600k B2B tech PR firm. And on the show today, we're going to be talking about some research that James has been doing on the creative directors in PR, the skill sets of good creative directors in PR, and also the theme of James's 30-year creative career, which really centres upon the intersection of design and communication. Before we start, do take a look at the homepage of PR Moment for the details of all our latest webinars. And thanks so much to our PR Moment podcast sponsors, the PRCA. James, welcome to the show. Uh, Hello, Ben. It's lovely to be here and thank you for inviting us. Absolute pleasure. So go on then. You've been doing some interesting research, haven't you, about um, PR creative directors and their background and where they come from and the skills they have. So just, just give us a little teaser. Uh, into that research um, quickly. Yes, uh, I will do that. Uh, and but but first, I want to talk about um, creativity and what's happening in the world of PR and creativity. But I will come back to and I will give you a peek at what we found, which is very very interesting. Um, and I'm sure you've seen some of the research coming out of uh, around Cannes lines about more PR agencies being appointed lead creative agencies, which is great news. But the truth is. Awards for pre- PR firms are significantly lagging behind advertising and design agencies. And I discovered there were zero PR agencies credited with campaign ID, idea creation in the list of 48 gold, silver and bronze award winners. Now, I mean, PR agencies were notable by their absence from this year's Cannes Lions. But they're, they're just I, not entering, are they? There's not thought that, I mean, the bigger guys enter, but in terms of volumes of entries, the vast majority of entries to the PR category that can line are from ad agencies. So isn't that yes. the uh, so reason for that? I, I think I think that's fascinating. And, I, and I'm guessing a lot of PR agencies are asking, why is this? So I'm not saying that's entirely the whole story, but I have a feeling a big contributing factor is PR's appreciation and investment in creativity. And what goes beyond just the one-off stunts and media-led thinking? So... Uh, as you know, I've been thinking hard about this and to discover more, I've been looking closely at what PR creative directors, where they come from in the top 100 PR agencies. And the early results of what I found are very, very interesting, as I mentioned before. And I found one thing uh, that's come out of the top 100 is that only 41% of agencies have no creative directors or any creative director, any creative or design resource. That's nearly half of the agencies in the top 100 have no no creative resource. Thirty eight percent. And how have you found that out? Just, to... just so we're just so we're digging a bit, bit deeper here. So how how have you how have you done that? So, have you researched LinkedIn? So their websites. What, so um... I've I've gone I've gone through every company. Yeah. I've looked at their uh, their websites. I've looked at the people and the 
uh, and the, the 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 people that they talk about on their website, and then I've researched the company and the people under creative in right. LinkedIn. So I've identified what creatives are in the company from their LinkedIn profiles, right. and I've looked at their LinkedIn profiles in detail. So as I say, forty-one percent of these agencies have no CD or any creative design resource, and then thirty-eight percent of these agencies have creative directors but all of them have no creative qualifications. So they've either come from an academic background, politics, history, English literature, or from an account management role. Okay. And while we talk about a creative background, just give us a little insight into to how you're terming that in terms of qualifications. Okay, well, l- l- let me come on to that because I think uh, that there's a big, big question about what that means. And I, I think uh, going to a, going to university to study politics or media is completely different than going to university to study visual communication. You know, at, uh, at a visual communication course, you learn to think and act visually, how to conceptualize, how to ideate, and how to bring big, bold ideas to life visually. A degree in visual communication gives you the conceptual and practical skills like you know like i've just been talking about ideation visualization typography illustration digital production and how you apply all these skills to the craft of branding packaging digital design campaigns photography social media etc etc so that that's the real difference that you and, and how relevant are those skills to pr then do you think and that i mean that's uh because that's that's the, the, the nub of this isn't it is is i can see that they're relevant but i you might argue yeah, well, an, an experience in a, uh, more experience about in how the media works and, and what it takes to get a story into the media is as relevant isn't it or, or not it is, but I think P- PR is not just about getting stories into the press. It's about be- building profile. It's about building relationships. It's, it's about building connections between uh, audiences, uh, stakeholders. And to do that, you know, creativity is an essential ingredient. So, so can I just come back to this? So your hypothesis is that most creative directors in PR come from PR background, in essence. Yeah. And that means yeah. they're going to be more tuned into the news agenda and good with words, but they may miss out on that visual dimension of creativity. Is that, in, in essence, what you're doing? They lack the qualifications, the skills, and the experience and the conceptual, visual, and design skills that make up what creativity is all about and what visual communication is all about. So right. I think and that's not really having... what art school gives you, is it? Is that, is that really yeah. what, okay. Right. Yeah, exactly, Ex- exactly. And, and, I'm, you, I mean, I... and what you're saying is that if you did this research for creative agencies, the vast majority of creative directors do go to art school. Is is? Yeah, I mean, if, if, you, if you look at, uh, I mean, 20, I found about 21% of agencies have CDs and they are qualified with degrees in design, but the vast majority of those are more advertising led. So um, advertising needs a far broader approach to creativity. It needs creativity to be arresting, to stop people in their tracks, to get across their messages across multiple platforms. And it, and it, and it really needs big, what they talk about, big ideas or giant ideas to, to do that really. Just give us those numbers again. Now we put some context to it. Um, for, for the, on, first of all, on the, on the PR side, where, where are the sources from the, of, of where direct, creative directors come from in terms of their background? So 38% of uh, CDs in PR agencies come from 
have no qualifications right. and they either come from with an academic degree politics history um english language or from an account management role so it's split between between those areas right. um, and 21% of agencies that do have creative directors they they are creative directors that are qualified with degrees in design advertising or film and digital okay right um second just i suppose moving that well go on, what, what do you think that means for the creative director role in, in pr then do you think are you saying that's wrong or are you just saying that the creative director role in public relations is it has evolved to, to be a different type of role to that within creative agencies well i think it means two things to me um i think for the pr industry to be creative and to level up with ad- advertising agencies it needs to invest in creators from a creative background. So it, it needs to start treating treating creativity with, with a serious approach. And it also means that PR agencies need to stop deluding themselves that creativity means one-off stunts, because one-off stunts aren't what build long-lasting brand relationships or connections for their clients. Um, so, so I think, um, you know, it, it, it's the heart of it is, what is creativity and the investment in creativity is crucial to move forward. But there's, I don't want to bring names into it, but there's been a, there's been a fair number of creatives who've come from ad agencies to work in public relations firms, haven't they? And I can think of a few that have worked, but the majority haven't. And I just wonder why you think that might be. Yes, uh, I, I've experienced that uh, myself. I, I think that the uh, PR industry is a bit of an island, if you like, or sees itself as a bit of an island, and it finds it difficult to integrate with other disciplines, particularly creative, because they come from such a different background. Um, and it's one of the reasons that Grace and I set up uh, Made by Giants was because uh, so we could actually do that, you know, we could integrate by design comms and creativity in everything we do. And, and I think that's quite rare, actually. Um, and, I, and I get your point, others have tried it, but I think we've done it from the start. You know, we, we started a business on that basis. We didn't bring it in later. We, we started with that intention of being integrated. And we talk a lot about giant ideas because we believe that's what propels the tech brands of today and be, to become the tech giants of tomorrow. Right. Um, so in practical terms, how do how do commerce and design need to work together? Because I, I would suggest if you went to most PRA, consumer PR agencies out there anyway, they would say that their comms and design do work together already. But you, what you're saying is they need to work together more closely and more effectively. So, so how, how does that how does that need to happen? I think it needs to happen as a collaborative process, uh, not as a series of uh, processes, but a collaborative process right from the start. And being collaborative in your thinking, in in the strategic aims, in the in the KPIs that you set out uh, right from the start helps um, the creative become more meaningful and more valuable throughout the process. But don't get me wrong. I can't do what I do without Grace's input on the comms. So I feel that it's a 50-50 relationship and that's how it's got to be um, in the industry and not an add-on that comes at the end of the strategy or the end of the, the bit, oh, now let's go to the design department and let's get this designed up. It's got to be integrated right at the start. 
Right. So what you're there's sort of an interesting. Um, you're placing a, a, a probably a greater emphasis on the difference between creative and design than most other agencies, I think, aren't you? Because there's a lot of agencies, I think, would say they they, they have a good creative department um, that comes up with the idea and that, that idea follows the strategy and all those types of things. But what you're yeah. really placing a, a greater emphasis on, I think, is is the design element. Is it? Is, is that have I got that right? Yeah, design is important, but um, it, you know the, the the design of something is, is shapes how that creative will work and how it will connect with its with its audiences and where it needs to work. Because you know we've got so many different platforms now to get our creative across in. We need to craft those uh, creatives with design to work in those different platforms. Oh. But and, and and coming back to the creative point, why why I think creativity is so important because. You know, we, we when we work together, uh, and particularly in B two B, we we really need to use creativity to play a particular role within a company, and and we've come up with a creative theory actually for B two B, and we ask our uh, the people that we work with, the clients, the partners that we call them, uh, we ask them what you know one of these four questions really, which is. And we try and identify what type of uh, business they are and what type of uh, ambition they have. And we've identified that, um, you know, there, there are category creators, there are disruptors, there are what I call evolutionaries, and there are refreshers. So if you're a category creator, you're creating a new category in the industry, uh, might be banking as a service, which isn't particularly new, but when it came out, it was new. Uh, you need creativity to educate, to explain to your audiences what they're missing and why they need this particular product or service that they've never even experienced. So creativity has, to lot, has a lot to do to educate and to, to convince an audience that, that doesn't, ex, doesn't know what you are. But if you're a disruptor um, and you've come into the market to disrupt the market, it might be a fintech, it might be, might be bringing something completely new to the market, then you need creativity to stand out, to be bold, to be loud, to be talked about and to become famous. Uh, and if you're an evolutionary, so you're evolving your product or you're evolving your service, um, it's good, but it could be, it's, it's going to be better. You need creativity to shine a light on how that product or service has evolved, why it's better, why it's improved, where it's improved. And if you're a refresher, uh, which, you know, this happens quite a lot. You've been in the industry quite a lot. You've got a good product, but there's been lots of competitors that have come in since you started and doing the same thing that you do. Then you need creativity to differentiate from those like-for-like -like competitors and to remind people why they need you. Different types of companies, different stages of their life cycle, in effect, need creativity uh, yeah. in different ways. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one thing that we talked about in our pre-show chat was was creativity in B two B, which is always always quite interesting, isn't it? Um, I think you you, you reckon that B two B creative lacks the aura, aura I should say, of, of consumer creativity. Um, is that go on? Just talk to us about creativity in B two B because it's definitely one that um, seems to, well, there's, there's, there's a lot of more potential, shall we say, for, for B2B marketing to become more creative, I would argue. 
Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I agree. I think the, the B2B audiences are t typically focused on product uh, and they get to a point where it's the product development which matters. And, and then they get to a point where it's Series A or Series B funding that they, they actually need to invest in their brand. Yeah. And that's where creativity can make a real difference um, and, and actually articulate what's different and special about their brand and what their product or service. And, you know, Grace and I work on the basis that creativity needs to work in different ways for the B2B world, depending on the role of brand in that B2B category. And, and we find this particularly rates to B2B in the work we do because it helps pin down where creativity really needs to play, it really needs to work hard. And when we work with ourselves, when we work with, sorry, when we work with new partners, we ask ourselves, where does integrated creativity have to work the hardest? And that's why we look at what type of life cycle that company's in, what type of uh, category they're in, if they're a creator or a disruptor or an evolutionary or a fresher, and where that creativity really needs to work. It's quite interesting in B2B, isn't it? Because the temptation, I suppose, for um, marketers in a B2B context is to you know, almost micro-target the individuals that they want to do business with, in essence. Um, and that, that almost seems, always seems to lead to um, more and more targeting, which can quite often lead to less and less creativity. I don't know. Is, is, that, is that a paradox that you see or is that just in my world? No, I, I, I haven't seen that. I, I, the P2P, peer-to-peer marketing is, you know, yes, it, it, it's important, but you've still got to uh, persuade, convince, uh, cajole, whatever it is you, you need to do with those audiences to in, invest in your product and your service. And to do that, they, they, need, they need tangible reasons. And they're not so much as individuals, they're groups, they're communities, they have different um, ambitions within those communities. But what they all resonate, what, what all resonates with them is something that will make a difference to their lives, you know, that their effectiveness. And I believe creativity is a great driver for what will make that difference. And beyond just being a product that does X better than Y, you know, so, and, and I think having creativity to support that uh, and, and to articulate that in a different way is what will make the difference between A, B and C product. Right. Wow. Um, I just move things on a bit away from purely the creative um, discussion. Um, as I mentioned in my intro, you, you've been a founder before, haven't you? Um, you were a founding partner at Partners, which I think sold to WPP in about 2013. You also founded uh, Brown John in 2000, um, and now, you, now you're doing it all over again. So go on, what has your experience of starting a couple of businesses taught you? Well, it's taught me um, resilience early on, how to be resilient. It's taught me about how crucial collaboration is, something I mentioned earlier, and just how hard you have to work to be successful. Um, it's taught me that sometimes things don't go your way, uh, so I'm, I'm nodding my head to all of this. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you know, Brown John suffered due to the crash of 2008. Yeah. Uh, you know, and 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 we had to to stop that. But whereas made by giants, our proposition has resonated uh, because of the crisis we were in during the pandemic. And a crisis can cause problems, as I found with Brown John, but it also can create opportunities, as we're finding with made by giants. Right. Um, and you, you, your co-founder with Made by Giants, as you mentioned a couple of times, is Grace Keegan. 
Um, and I think you've known since your Fishburne days. Um, yeah. What was it that, what was the, was it, you know, it was a while back, wasn't it? What was the sort of catalyst that um, made you decide to finally set up business together? Well, Grace, Grace and I are total opposites. We, we come from totally different worlds. But she uh, she sees the value of creativity and she sees the value of how it can influence brands and communications. And um, I th- she's very creative herself, actually. Um, but we agree on the things that matter. We approach things entirely differently. Um, and we kind of celebrate that, really. We, 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 we try and celebrate that difference that we bring. But that collaboration and the success that comes from it is what's ma- made us made by giants. Wow. We, and we say to our uh, client partners, we, by the way, we work with, we work with partners. We don't work for clients. Okay. Um, we say to them, we don't think the same way as you do. We look at your, your challenges in the industry differently. Um, and, but we want to surprise you with our insights, with our strategic thinking, with our creativity, and of course our results. Um, and just uh-huh. the, the, in this era where all agencies are sort of juggling offices or virtual or somewhere in between, um, I suppose we, we must mention that awful hybrid hy- hybrid um, word. Made by Giants got an interesting approach. I mean, you, you, you hire out a hotel lobby once a week for your staff. Is that is that how you is, is that how you, I've got uh-huh. that right? Yeah, you've got that right. And uh, it's great because our, our, our hotel is centred around art. Uh, they have a, an exhibition area and they, they host um, art events and they've got uh, lots of lovely, lovely artworks uh, around the place. It's a very, very kind of art based uh, location. So and it's perfect go, for us. You all go in there yeah. once a week and drink a lot of flat whites. We, we go there once a week uh, and we love the flexibility of the workspace. Uh, people there are really nice and and we love the flat whites. And, oh, at the end of the day, they give us free wine. So we love it even more. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. Um, Rich, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Love it. Thank you, Ben. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.